transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Welcome to Matinee Edition, here with Lucas and Jerry. Don't you know? If you know, then you fucking know. Just give us a little clink. Oh. <laughs> they couldn't hear that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a, that damn audio format. Dude, running fucking first episode, episode of Amateur's Note, we immediately blew out the fucking speaker clinking two cups of tea oh yeah and i was like oh overload <laughs> that cheers was too hard damn it way too hard we start again delicate cheers oh yeah yeah i suppose the ups and downs of learning learning audio uh how to record audio is like it's kind of a fun thing it, it, at times you just have to make peace with the fact that you fucked it up and exactly. at times you have to be like okay i know exactly what i did so now i can redo it oh yeah <laughs> dude it was a I good mean? time though it was it was nice we'll, yeah. we'll plug uh the new pod at the end of the show but uh getting into it how's it been my friend oh it's been a few weeks since we recorded it was a bit of a hectic been, couple weeks for the two couple, of us trying to find a place to put my dang lacroix i'm just gonna put La-croix. it here oh uh, yeah where yeah, we life so, life is always going by too quick it seems like these yeah. days but hey for the olympia folks here we're we're drinking some uh la croix but we're also we also just finished drinking you still have a bit left uh some ember goods coffee oh yeah it legitimately is the first time i've been in there yeah and I've i got been, a drink I was in there a few them. times and, um, they're really cool guys olympia folks check them out yeah I, i'll say this it's a nice shop the spro's all right i like it it is like of even the barista the barista was very much like rei bro <laughs> and like you know like but it still goes to like a rave or two you know yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah. like like that kind of demographic and then for me it's a good shop like uh, but bro uh granola i don't think i like i i think i'll continue to go there for for espresso exactly. but i don't find myself hanging there exactly that's my hot take on which that is cafe. all right which is all right that's the bread and butter of any cafe. We're going to start doing that with like a random cafe every episode. Exactly. We're just going to give our hot take on it. Yeah. Bar Francis, but, we're coming for you next. Oh, my God. That being said, though, seriously, if anybody uh, from Oli is listening, go to fucking Amber Goods and get some drinks, buy some fucking retail shit that they have. And, exactly. Uh, enjoy the experience. Yeah. So, there you go. They're nice folks. I there guess you I go. can speak to that. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Maybe a sponsor. It could be a sponsor. We, plug, <laughs> we, we plugged our podcast to the fucking barista. It's, it's like, it's true. It's so... I don't, I'm not like a good salesperson on the podcast. I I, like, because like when people ask me in real life, I'll be like, yeah, I record a podcast and it's kind of about this. It's like, well, cause it's hard to, it's hard, it's hard to explain Like, you know what I mean? I'll be like, it's under this name. There's multiple shows. There's, (laughs) you know, I was, I was talking, there's some customers at Lander up in Tacoma where I work. I was talking to them. We're geeking out about movies. And I was like, Hey, you guys should really check out my podcast. They co-host. And they were like, I was like, I feel like such a jackass saying that. Like, <laughs> but you should really check hey, it out. Hey, it's how hey. it's how you get people to pay attention. They sometimes, were you know? they were right they were right on board though. They hopefully listen. Uh, ben and Rachel, cheers. Hey, there you go. Um, uh, now, yeah, it's 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 uh it's it's interesting bringing an old heart into the real into real life sometimes. You know, you know it I mean? sometimes it uh, transcends media. <laughs> it doesn't just live on the internet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's been, uh, 
obviously things keep rolling for old heart for the most part. Like, yeah. although we only had one episode last week, we got three coming up this week. Yep. So, uh, we got a under further review episode that's, um, featuring, Oh shit. What was it? It's <laughs> not the new, new we're doing, we're doing an up and comers coming up, but we have, uh, um, <laughs> up and comers coming up. Yeah. Oh my God, dude, this is such a bad promo. This is why I, I can't, I shouldn't do promos. It's a pop, <laughs> it's the pop punk playlist. That's right. <laughs> the episode that's dropping this week for under further reviews, uh, is the council talking about a pop punk playlist we put together. It's, it's a lot better than you'd think uh, in total. So, uh, make sure you follow the fucking, Instagram, so you can check out yeah, the we'll playlist. Have a, we'll uh, have a little list set up, and along with the posts announcing everything. So, oh yeah, how about Whack Arnold's? Uh, yeah, Whack Arnold's brothers were recording. Actually, we're recording today, same day as Matinee Edition. Um, but we're, cool. we're recording a, an episode about a great, great Bruce Campbell, Tom Atkins piece called "Maniac Cop." I thought you referred to it as a piece. Oh yeah, well you know, uh, art is art. <laughs> art. Yeah, it's highbrow. No, it's a uh, it's it's a it's a fun movie. I've um, because, I mean, just I mean in general, just you know, like it's it's a fun fucking you know slasher kind of movie. But yeah. at the same time, it's cool. Uh, it's always cool to see Bruce Campbell in particular outside of like his perform his epic performance is Ash from the Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah. So though I do appreciate that and have been watching uh Ash versus the Evil Dead now that it's on Netflix. So yeah. you know. It's pretty pretty cool. But that's basically uh I think aside from from that, I think you know, that'll that's probably the, be it. I'm still waiting for a, a coffee and contemplation to really like finish brewing inside of me and then I'll probably like <laughs> drop one off, you know, for everybody. Dude, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's coming up. It's coming up cuz I'm I'm about to have some more free time as uh, my finals wrap up and spring break go, hits man. so it's a bit it's a, it's a lot you know the, the school the school drag let's say it's it yeah i always look at it as like it's great to have a break from school because then i just work full time <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're not doing like 100 hour weeks of like fucking but, 40 at work 60 at home but that being said 20 of doing fucking old heart stuff that being said like like no joke, it's it's just fun to it's fun to be able to tackle it all, and I think that's kind of the thing I always take away from the old heart grind, the work grind, the school grind. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, uh, yeah. Though it doesn't leave me with much opportunity to go see uh, the Batman or, uh, or things of the of the nature. I did just buy all three Spider Man movies, Tom Holland Spider Man really? movies for thirty five bucks though. So that's, that's not cool. bad actually. That's fucking legit. I- <laughs> You know, dude, oh, man, did you see, I haven't yet to watch it, but the deleted scene of uh, Matt Murdock advising Happy on his legal situation is out. So Ooh, I haven't watched that clip. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Uh, how do we usually start the show, though? Oh. The Gaming Fucking Minute. Uh, Old Heart Radio here. brings it back yeah, every, yeah, week, every week, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I think that's just old heart radio in general. <laughs> We're here whether you fucking like it or not. So, you know, gaming minute. Um, I sent this to you yesterday. It dropped yesterday after nearly two years of silence regarding this release. That's right, dude. Like, that's why. Announced in 2019, Hogwarts Legacy had a full gameplay reveal and release, like, window announcement. Yeah. So... It was 15 minutes long and got into like the nitty gritty of like the setting, the overall mechanics. And then at the end, it's coming out on holiday. They said holiday 22, which to me reads as pre-Black Friday. 
That's almost always how those drops. What if they just picked a random holiday? Like they were just like, <laughs> like what if they dropped Patrick's St. Day? Patrick's Day? You know? <laughs> Dude, so that reads to me as it's going to be like early to mid-November mm. so they can get the Black Friday oh, yeah. and Cyber Monday kit. Yeah, there's no way that they're not going to sell that for the holidays. So exactly. Yeah. It's like, so that's usually where all that stuff drops. It's shaping up to be a fucking crazy holiday season for games. Chogging on. Well, well <laughs> Bowie's going to work. <laughs> I think there's like, there's so much shit coming out. We'll have to do like an episode just rounding up all the releases coming up. But I mean, how did you feel as like, I have my gamer takes that I'll get into, but how do you feel watching that? Um, I mean, it's really, it, it does look really like cool f- for multiple reasons. Uh, one of which uh, is of like, which you is obviously like get to explore elements of places like uh, the Hogwarts castle that you, you don't get flushed out in yeah. like the live action movies. Um, so it's kind of nice to be a little more interactive with that, particularly things like, uh, it looks like you can go into the kitchens yep. uh, and stuff like that, which was always such a cool part, particularly in, uh, I think, Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. It, like, uh, it's just like such an imaginative part of of that that story where you you're just sort of like you know you're interacting with the elves in the in the, in the kitchens yeah. and like seeing all that kind of stuff and so elements like that will be really cool um it's like obviously there's there's like it, it mentions in the the trailer thing that it takes place in like the 1800s like 1880 or something like that it's like 1880 and, 1890 and so it's like well established that this is going to be that's why people don't, shouldn't get their fucking hopes up for like crossover characters because it, it like it'll it's going to it's like establishing itself as like pre fucking Voldemort it's like, shit it's like you know 40 pre- years before Fantastic Beasts yeah I was going to say I was like is Dumbledore even born so yet? Dumbledore <laughs> this is actually something me and Kate were talking about He's the one character I think we'll see because he's born in 1886. Yeah. And that, so if it's like the 1890s, I think, was it your fifth year in Hogwarts Legacy? Yeah. That, well, that's, I, that's, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Dumbledore as like a first year. Well, but that would only, that would put him also uh, like being in school under the age of 10, right? So who knows? I don't know. It's like, it, it, I, a, I, I just, I think I wouldn't get hopes up about, about I wouldn't like get hopes up except for like nearly headless Nick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that makes total sense. Yeah, well, totally. Ghosts, ghosts are fair play. Exactly. I hope, I hope, I hope they get Peeves oh, in, yeah? in here. Well, because Peeves is such an interesting like character in the store, in the yeah. books that just gets completely excluded in the movies. When did, uh. Peeves is like a poltergeist that like, like, yeah. like fucking, like just goes around the hot, the castle, like fucking shit up. Like, what if we see <laughs> a live Moaning Myrtle? I mean that'd be interesting, but Moaning Myrtle was alive during the chambers, the first Chamber of Secrets incident. Oh really? So well, that, that would be up. God, dude. I sound like a fucking Hogwarts nerd right dude, now, dude. You man. and Kate, man. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it, it does look really cool because, like I said, you get a you get a actually like create your own character. Yep. You can like really seems like there's uh, skill kinda, trees. Yeah, you can dive into the world. You're building skills. You're going to potions classes and shit yeah. like that, right? Like, yep. so you're actually it looks like you're actually earning. Uh, your skill set as you go sort of yeah. like any other role-playing game or whatever. Fucking but, cool. Yeah, it's it looks interesting. I will say that the concept is is sort of is sort of strange that like this was like the hard sell. This is like the only like one of the only bones I'd pick is that the storyline concept of like you being some sort of like late discovered Anakin Skywalker-esque magic <laughs> user who who like shouldn't be trained now but like should be trained now because yeah. even though they're too old like you know getting getting thrown into the Hogwarts like so, that doesn't make any sense to as me as less of a devoted Harry Potter fan but somebody who appreciates and respects the property 
I went to Kate on this. Fucking resident expert, Kate Peterson. Yeah, d- yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I, by no means, I have an amateur So she uh, said, um, there are homeschooled, uh, homeschooled wizards. Homeschooled. Not every single British wizard goes to Hogwarts. You have to actually get accepted. It's like a prep school, theoretically. Mm-hmm. And so she said, it is within reason that the main character could have been like, a low like like a not like a low life but like a uh like a yeah, low like skill a lo- yeah. homeschool wizard and then they figured out that he has this crazy special ability that's what i'm saying dude his fucking metachlorine counts were all of a sudden like <laughs> off the charts <laughs> dude, they're gonna drop that he was like a virgin birth you know like <laughs> so who's your father the force <laughs> dude i think no, Man, just, I, 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 it's going to be cool. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, you're not wrong, though. We're, rip, we're ripping was, on it a bit, but it, overall, that, it's, it's said, something that people have really been wanting. When know? they said you star as a fifth year, I was watching yeah. it with Kate, and Kate went, what the fuck? Yeah, that was a, that was bizarre. I was like, that why was plug like the, you into like, that part of the, of the education But cycle? that was like the only thing that was off-putting about it. Yeah. And I like that it seems like there's going to be a morality system. Like, they sort of hint at it at the end with the fucking murder spell. Mm. And... It's like, I wouldn't be surprised if you see, like, by the end of the game, there are multiple endings depending on specific choices you made. Yeah, well, oh, for sure. I, I feel like they're, they're definitely going to go in that route because that's, I mean, that's something that, you know, you, like, they have to know that players are going to want yeah. that option of being a dark wizard or, or being, you know, I mean, otherwise everybody's going to. You know, nobody's yeah. going to want to be in fucking Slytherin house. You, you know, know what I mean? Like, I think what is interesting. Although I guess you don't really have control over what house you get. You do. You, you do. do. They're going to let you choose. Oh, that's fucking lame. Uh, like, well, I think that, I, that I think is fucking lame. Although uh, people will also would also find there's, a way there's, to like, there's no way to like accurately justify what person, what house somebody gets in. Yeah. You or know? if it was in random number generator, people will be living yeah. You yeah, know? exactly. They just they, people would be like like people starting reset the and game. like yeah, exactly. So I think it's fine. You know what I think? It's, and the, this it's of, the more suitable option. I'd yeah. Say. What I think that like would be cool is if based on the house you went into, maybe you got like a specific leg up on specific skills right away. For so sure. like if you go to like I don't fucking know if you're we're Hufflepuffs. Say we're both gonna be Hufflepuffs. You have you're quicker you're, access to the kitchen. Exactly, or like, or like for potions or something. You're a bit fast. Not potions, but the fucking herbology. You know, mm. maybe you're much better at like growing the plants and caring for them right away. But those skills can be made up if you're in one of the other houses right away. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I can almost guarantee you there's got to be some sort of incentive to go to you know certain houses. Over this the is another other, cool you know? thing. Along with this, I didn't send you this, but they did a behind the scenes like production video with a lot of the developers getting interviewed about it mm. it's what we talk about with like dave filoni and star wars mm. like letting people that are passionate about it and that grew up with it create something new that's very much what it seems like these people are love it and wanted yeah. to contribute to a franchise that they appreciated nice and well that yeah the fans are becoming of age you even know? even little things like for the for the first time we're actually getting to see all of the uh, all the houses of uh, or not the room or the different rooms for the houses other than Gryffindor, mm-hmm. whatever houses you know. Yeah, yeah, no, like uh, the common rooms. The you, common you're, rooms. You're going yes. past the common rooms. I know. You're. We've only seen Gryffindor in the films. It's the only one that was visualized. Really, I think maybe briefly Ravenclaw, um, but in the films, I mean, in terms of like dormitories and dormitories, stuff. Dormitories, yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I feel like. I mean, I the only time you see like. Like you see Slytherin's common room, but 
Very briefly, though. But that's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's like a whole interaction. That's in Chamber of Secrets also. Yeah. Um, but aside of that in the movies, yeah, I don't think you really get much into it. Yeah. It, it's very... That's interesting. I haven't really thought about that. Yeah, you see Gryffindor the most. So for designing the common rooms, they got their staff to take the fucking tests and you designed the common room based on which house you actually fell into. Okay. Yeah. For the for the level design. I mean, that's cool. Gives it was some, cool. Gives some, like, they had the Hufflepuff guy come out and he was like, it was like a weird sense of pride in like stamping his identity into it. Yeah. And it was like I was like, this is fun. These people actually like care about it, you know? I think there's a level of cynicism that comes with entertainment and wanting to make money from like media properties like Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. But we'd be lying if we didn't say that there was a significant cultural impact and that people really love these franchises for good reason. So it's cool seeing people that are passionate create something. And Avalanche is a fucking great developer that made an awesome Mad Max game a while back and hasn't made anything since. So I have a lot of faith in them on this one. Hmm. I yeah, I, I, I missed the Mad Max game. But. So these guys made the first couple just causes, I think. So they're like it was used to be this like very physics based sandbox type games, uh-huh. with some RPG elements. Mad Max got a bit more RPG role play game type specific, but it looks like they're really falling into that now. No, oh. so I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully they pull it off because I remember when this game was announced, and I, I also that's the reason why it feels so fresh is because it, they announced it. It was a little bit of hype for it. And then just went quiet. It just went dark. And so you just it completely got like went off the radar. Oh, like speaking of things going dark, remember I showed you that star Wars eclipse trailer, mm-hmm. uh, probably canceled. Oh, already like three, four months later. Uh, looks like they, they delayed it indefinitely, which one hundred percent means it's never going to see the light of day. Yeah, that's a Warner Brothers DC movie property. Move. Like, that's, <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, um, oh well, I mean, like, they're they're Star Wars as a property is working on so much different stuff that like something like that can I'm not like too upset about as long as they pull off other you know other projects and whatnot that they that they claim to. That that that's why I was really upset when they canceled uh, Rogue Squadron. Yeah, ridiculous, because right? Because that was that would have been really cool to see like a Star Wars sort of like 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 a Star Wars top gun in if, a way. You know what I mean? Like if it doesn't minus surpri- Tom Cruise. It doesn't surprise me too much considering um how uh well, seemingly just, temperamental like uh they are with directors after they make a bad movie. Yeah, it was just it, I mean, and it's not even like I really don't even think it had to do with the critical failure of Patty Jenkins Wonder Woman 2. Uh that Wonder Woman 1984. I Whatever. think I think it because she's had more success than failure. I think it's yeah. just I think it's because her as a director, she is, is a busy person. Yeah. And so I think like that was one of those things Scheduling like they complex. probably were like if you can't give it your whole attention, then we don't want to move forward with Fair it. Enough. You know what I mean? It it, it makes sense to me cuz Patty Jenkins is in terms of like big movie directors, she's still like a yeah. you know somebody to turn to. She hasn't gone down the hill of Joss Whedon yet. Hey, speaking so. a uh, speaking of uh, Star Wars stuff and cancellations, mm. uh, Rangers of the New Republic, which was uh, canceled, yeah, because Gina Carano is an asshole. <laughs> you know what they should just do? What recast her? Ronda Rousey did make her Cara Dune. That would recast him with Ronda Rousey. I I just saw the clip of Ronda Rousey fighting <laughs> like M- Michelle Rodriguez in Fast and Furious 7. Oh, my God. And I was like, 
she could do it well she could totally do it i guess it's just a matter of like the thing is i think this is where like you know what's her name gina carone or carano carano like i see that i don't even care about her fucking name they've both appeared in fast and furious well it's like (laughs) yeah well she's I mean, she was like the side villain in uh, Deadpool too, right? She was like the head henchman. Oh, yeah, with the no, extra the strength. first one, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, the, the, in Deadpool, just the first one. But yeah, yeah. you know, like she, I mean, she's a forgettable actress. <laughs> yeah, and oh. she, like she, I think she overvalues the character that she played in. in because it was like her one big thing. She got killed off in Deadpool, and she got killed off in Fast and Furious Six. Yeah, after. The audacity like, to make could have been a steady contract. The audacity <laughs> to make the worst actress the twist villain in Fast and Furious Six. Oh, uh, dude, like, <laughs> I'm just like you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not interested in her career, man. I feel like, and to be honest, like, I mean, Rangers of the New Republic would would again would have been a cool show. Yeah, but like, it's sort of like that Eclipse thing. It's like a property that like I don't think anybody's gonna really. Be like no sore gonna, that it didn't. It, it happen. would be cool, but no one's gonna miss it. Yeah, like if it was there, awesome. Like if it was made, you know. But I don't think anybody's gonna be like, oh, you know, like boycott fucking Disney because they oh. they refused to make Rangers. You know <laughs> what news I've been seeing fucking everywhere? Apparently, Samuel Jackson wants back as Mace Windu. I have been reading that too. He was even saying, I re- I read a quote that was like, I'll learn how to fucking light, learn how to use lightsaber left handed. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, he cites a really good fucking thing, and it's, and it's the fact that like there is plenty of canon uh, references that you can look to for characters coming back from losing like a fucking limb, yeah. characters coming back from extreme fucking things. Yeah, we're talking about Mace Windu got blasted out of fucking uh, out of a skyscraper with fucking force lightning. I get it. He got his hands. He got a hand cut Make off. Make him by... scarred as fuck. That's what I mean. You though. know, like, but you're saying like Mace Windu, one of the most powerful Jedi's of all time, isn't gonna survive that shit. No, he 100 survived. And that's and that's what I'm saying. So it's like, and why the well, fuck didn't we Samuel follow Jackson that up? was so such a waste in those movies too it was that it's yeah. like i feel like they gotta do something with and looking it. back on it it really is it's like one of those things you're just sort of like damn dude if only they would have known like the value of having jackson in that role in the dude. more so than i mean like they've clearly valued having him in that role yeah. but like like they could have utilized his him to so much bigger degree but this was also before they really started like really started trying to get like any aspect of a potential franchise or property to turn into a franchise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this was just like, like, we're doing trilogies. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. Was, it was the trilogy phase. And then like the trilogies really bled into where we're at, yeah. where we're at now. You know, actually we completely forgot to put this on the agenda. The Obi-Wan trailer dropped. Mm. <laughs> Holy shit. We it's can true, tell it's man. been a few weeks, right? It's true. It's... That was a dude. I don't think my, mouth has been like on like my jaw has hit the floor my mouth was wide open when duel of fate started playing in that trailer it's gonna be fucking epic. so fucking cool like that yeah like you get shots of you know the the inquis- the, the, grand inquisitor, inquisitor. the grand inquisitor and you know yeah all these like sort of like you know, it's it, there's so much on Tatooine that kind of like reminds you of like the st- aesthetic of like a, a Mad Max movie almost yeah. where you know you kind of get these like I don't know, just like really interesting world building vibes from this trailer. Like they're really gonna do a good job flushing out some sort of other neon esque city planet that, or, yeah. or or it might be Coruscant. But I really doubt they're gonna see Obi Wan return to Coruscant in this series. I just think like, the, you know, it, here's my theory. What if there's actually like a 
big city on Tatooine that we just have never seen. I mean, that could also because be. I don't know what the what. I don't know if Obi Wan would ever be caught leaving Tatooine. Well, and the, I mean, that's the question, right? That's what makes you so one of the one of the things that makes you so curious situation. out of the series is like, it looks like he's not there. So yeah. you're just like, what took him away from watching Luke? Exactly, because that's his fucking mission in life now. Yeah. And you even get a shot of young Luke Skywalker, shout outs, you yep. know, to whoever that kid is playing uh, like a pilot on, you know. Now this is pod racing. Yeah, yeah. So Falling after his dad. You know, it's just like, it, I don't know. It it looks like it's going to be fucking cool. You don't really get much in terms of storyline. You don't yeah. see any any Vader. Yep. So, you hear you know, Vader. You hear Vader for sure. And, and you know, Dude. again, uh, can you know, Ewan McGregor uh, fucking... Hayden Christensen, both back. Like, Christensen has even said, like, you're seeing, like, the Vader you're going to see is, like, a really powerful Darth Vader. Yeah. So, like, I'm really interested to see how they're flushing out that character. Dude, and you know one thing that I still love? All the lore around the Inquisitors is fantastic. Mm -hmm. The spinny sabers, man. The spinny sabers. Dude, I know, like, in concept, it's ridiculous. But, like, after playing Fallen Order Mm -hmm. and, like, getting the concept behind it, it's really fun. They're they're well, like yeah. I mean they're it, not like the idea with the Inquisitors was the Sith wanted to hunt Jedi, like Darth Vader and uh, Sidious were mm-hmm. like we need to hunt the remaining Jedi, we need more manpower, but we don't want to be usurped. Let's get these people that are weak in the Force. We know we could fuck them up, but like could probably take down the Jedi with like some assistance. Yeah, you give them like a you know some some troopers to take with them, yeah. and uh, you know, one or that, two of them might that, die, but whatever. You that, still have more inquisitors. Yeah, exactly. That shot of the Grand Inquisitor like speeding up the saber while walking towards someone is fucking awesome. It is one of the one of the, one of the cooler shots in the trailer for yeah, sure. I'm excited to see, and also I think that that's Han. I mean, from I, Fast and Furious, he's oh, in it. I was like, I was like, I don't think Han Solo's in that. No, 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 no. no. Uh, whatever. I'm forgetting his name. You know who I'm talking about, right? Han <clears throat> yeah, from yeah. Han Han Solo. Yeah, I can't remember. Well, I can't remember his act, the actor's name off the top oh, of my head. But um, yeah, yeah, it's. it's I, some, I think it's because his character. I mean, his character. I feel like they were gonna sh- they're gonna do something important with him because he he's, said, he's a cool he's a really like good actor. I he think, said so. that he is a character with a lightsaber. So I, and I think that's him, but I can't say for certain. You never know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that that, that is, a, is a prime example of a Star Wars project that you want, like one hundred percent want. People would you know be pissed I mean? if this never came yeah, out. Yeah, if this just never came to fruition. People and have been asking for it for like a decade, dude. <laughs> so it's it's something to something to really pay attention to. The the heat that it's catching is obviously that, you know, some of the heat it's catching, which is such a fucking dumb thing. I think is that it's not dropping on May fourth. It's dropping on the anniversary date of when Star Wars was released. Uh, which is like May twenty something, oh, um, but it's like yeah. Some people are like, oh, what a like you totally like could have like you should have dropped it on the fourth, and it's like that's not, that's a... an unofficial fucking celebration that also, fans have. Also, like, here's the thing: I think it's then, a cool knot. It then competes with Doctor Strange and Moon Knight. Yeah, and let's be real. And that's that's got to be a pretty big pretty big uh factor we'll should we say. hop should we hop to marvel then quickly uh yeah i mean just well, you go from one disney Knight. one disney to another one disney property to another disney property go. uh one let's moon first Knight, moon Knight is about to drop man. we uh um, we're, we're close we're close I, we keep seeing i like that they haven't done more than one trailer we've seen a few clips yeah there's been like i, I think there's been more like 
it's like been more like TV a spot esque like tr- like things that have been kind of popping yeah. up, but been like a real drip feed of like posters, small clips, mm-hmm. TV spots, but not not like a second proper trailer. So a lot's being left to our imagination at this point. Yeah, and so you know, I mean, it's you've you've just seen like you've seen some examples of like supernatural powers. You've seen some examples of the brutality of the of the the series might bring, as well as like just like the general like kind of a suffocating mystery of like who the fuck the main character really is you yeah. know like um it, it, it's definitely it's just gonna be it's just i i don't know i i have it's hard to make some more thoughts on it because they haven't presented more uh but it is gonna be something to pay attention to yeah you know like it, it's interesting that they kind of um that disney dropped the you know brought on the netflix series the netflix uh superhero shows uh, this month ahead of Moon Knight because yeah. I think it helps preface Moon Knight's brutality. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that they're looking for. So well, like, I think, well, I believe it was uh, either Oscar Isaac or Feige, uh, Lord himself, uh, the said that the they wanted Moon Knight to be not as brutal as the Netflix shows, but a step up from everything else. Yeah. In terms of like graphic violence. Which I can understand. They want it to still be... If it's going to be mainline MCU, it needs to be approachable enough to a point. Well, yeah. It would be really... F- like, it would be a hard turn to, like, all of a sudden see, a, like, a full MCU-produced, like, Daredevil-level brutal fucking, like, yeah. series. Because, like, you know, at times... Daredevil and The Punisher. At times, like, both those series got, like, fucking bloody yeah. and gnarly, dude. Luke like, Cage and Iron Fist never really did. Jessica Jones did to a point but more with uh there's also i mean there's also more fucking in in like luke cage and uh jessica jessica jones Jones. and i think that's the that's like a little bit more of the provocative (laughs) side that they brought i just love the i just love how matter of fact you went to it there's just more fucking (laughs) well it's just the truth though it's like it's It's like like there's violence and all but like they do those two and even iron fist like for iron fist being like a well, actually, you know, Iron Fist had some kind of like some pretty cool moments, but it, it was season probably, two had some really cool stuff. It was probably the softest out of all of the series. I think all this stuff. This uh, is actually Iron Fist. This is interesting. And this is a thought I had right after that was canceled. The second, the first season, hot garbage. This, the second season, perfectly fine and set up some really cool stuff. Except the ending was so cheesy. Oh, dude. with the, the two guns? The ending was so stupid. Terrible. Like, like <laughs> up until that moment, that season ended in a very fun way. Like, as soon as that aired, I watched that ending for the first time. I was like, they wanted this to get canceled, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. It looked like a CW show. That last shot was terrible. But <laughs> two guns. <laughs> oh, guns. Jesus, dude. Like, I dude, just can't. The chi uh, bullets. Anyway, you know, yeah, but yeah. like Colleen Wing with the Iron Fist and the fucking iron like uh iron fist into the samurai sword pretty yeah, cool yeah that's cool um fucking typhoid mary and that was pretty sick mm-hmm. you know it was setting up some better things but it was and i was in tr- i really hope that they can get back some of that cast maybe do some of the stuff from that on that note um kristen ritter who plays jessica jones mm-hmm. uh is like back in like jessica jones type garb again which is interesting enough hmm. like there's some pictures of her that came out where she's like redyed her hair into the sort of dark into like bluish that jessica jones has she's just signing autographs for people probably either jessica that jones. i would love i would no, she's love awesome. it 
I would love it if she came back. Like her, no, like, like legit, like her, her, her Jessica Jones was so, was such an interesting character. Yeah, like I think you I think, really, you really at- could like attach yourself to some of the the kind of arcs that they put herself her yeah. character through. You know, I think John, and also they should bring back David Tennant as the Purple Man. Oh yeah, he was great. I, I, I guarantee you, if they're gonna bring him back into the fold for anything, it's gonna be a better, a bigger role. Though. Absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because he's just such a fucking talent. Like he's David incredible. Tennant. Like, you know, yeah. I think, um, yeah, John Bernthal, um, Charlie Cox, and Kristen Ritter are incredible in their respective roles. Mike Coulter can totally be recast as Luke Cage, even though I liked him. Yeah, but and then the dude who played Iron Fist fucking sucked. Yeah, like that—that uh, that, that was not a good day. That man. doesn't need to be happening again. The guy that they had play his like, like, you know, f- like close friend or whatever in the second series, in the second season, who like also was trying to be the Iron Fist. Oh, Davos! Like he would have been a, a cooler leading Iron Fist if you he was also me. he was but, also just cool. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that being said, like the, again, we've talked about this in the past. Like Danny Rand's character is pretty much the type of character that they portrayed in the show. Yeah. Where it's like a rich white guy who had a tragedy happen, ended up getting a fucking, you know, raised in this crazy place. Yeah. You know, this crazy mystical realm and yeah. like, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's just like if for the times and when it came out, it was like people that's slightly you know, bad. People were like, yeah. People were like, well, it showed the age of the character. Yeah, but it also is the character. It is, like, and so that's that is the that is the predicament, right? But I think so, like, it brings up a very interesting conversation about adaptations of media that mm. are that were made in a different time. It's like if uh, the first Iron Man still took place in Vietnam, and they didn't change it to uh, the War on Terror. You know, it's like there's there's some changes that might be warranted without destroying the identity of a character, if you know what I mean. I don't get that reference now. Well, that's that's the first Iron Man, like Iron Man's origin story in the comics, mm. the Vietnam War, and but they they changed it for the for the films, you know, like yeah, they, yeah. it's a necessary change. They just changed it to a different war. Exactly, they changed it to a different circumstance. There was like slight tweaks that happened to the overall origin story yeah. that made sense. But he's still a rich white guy, exactly, who like has a change of heart, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, no, no, but no, no. That's what I mean is like you don't have to completely break the character yeah. in order to like make it slightly more relevant and more timely, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I well, think it's like, like it's it in a way it's how do you say it? It's the the reason why like there's a, there's a, it's the reason why there's an African American Superman who is not Kal El. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's absolutely. it's because people want people want representation for themselves in the in characters that they want to enjoy. Yeah, but and though I don't necessarily think it's a it would be a bad move to just sit, like to just cast like fucking Michael B. Jordan, who's, you know, has been like rumored to be super, like in a Superman role forever, yeah. you know? Was it, did like, it turn out that he was producing? I can't remember. I think um, so. But, but like, I don't think like, yeah, I, I do agree with you. I don't think like necessarily live action kind of warrants that sometimes, or it, it does warrant that sometimes because yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is, it is whatever in real life. I just think that like, I think that, <laughs> I don't know. It's sort of, I, I think that when people like, it's different with like a character, where it's like there's no precedent for them being anything other than what that character is. Yeah. And so it's like you're just changing it. You're just creating a different character at some points. And nope. like that's fine too. Yeah. But it's like you can't pass off – like you can't pass off 
I don't know. I just think think we saw an origin of Danny Rand that was literally ripped off of the pages of the comic. Yeah, and I think because I think because of the atmosphere and the times, it wasn't something that people necessarily wanted. Exactly. Whether that is the fault, it is not the fault of the uh, the actual origin of the character in the comics, but. It's it's a fault of circumstance and the lack of like change to it. Yeah, I I think what it's a symptom, what it's a where it where it gets like the reason it gets hit is because yeah, it's just for the importance of the character and like the 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 position of the character and all you know you know of Danny Rand. It's like not it's just not something that, and this is why I think it it is the weakest of all those Netflix series is because it's just not something that people were champing at like exactly. nobody was like asking for it and so it does kind of seem like why'd you pull that out now exactly when it's not really a good time like or you know for that i mean like there was all the talk is especially because it's iron fist like it was such a weird thing i remember that when it came when it rolled out i was like i get that they're doing street level villains but i was like iron fist is like it's just one that like you don't really care about that well, much it seems like they did it because it seems like they did it because they were like yeah. Luke Cage and Iron Fist, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like that they, was more so. But, it. I think it I genuinely think they were like we can tell a good Luke Cage story, but then Luke Cage and Power Man and Iron Fist, right? Yeah, I think I think that that would have been like I, I mean honestly that would have been a better direction just in general. I mean that that it, episode it, of Luke Cage with Danny Rand is arguably the best episode yeah. of season 2. But Okay, we need wait, to get off the, the Disney Netflix but stuff because we're, ta- we're, we have... we're in the weeds too much about it. On the note of changing characters' origin stories for exactly. a new piece of media. Exactly. Uh, was it as you're al- alluding to? Was it always a segue? It was. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the whole the whole thing. Uh, we're talking about Ms. Marvel. They just dropped like an official trailer for for Ms. Marvel, and though it does look like a cutesy fucking fun like, besides, series, besides the major change to the character does yeah. it look good in your opinion does it look like it is trying to be does it look like a good coming of age story yeah it looks you? like it looks like like it looks i don't know how to say this it looks like something that i would be fine missing yeah but i don't i mean i'll probably check it out because it's a marvel show yeah um and you know, I it looks don't, like it's going to skew a bit younger. Yeah, and like that's that's fine. It is like you said, it's like it's more in vain of like a Spider-Man story where it's like you know, superhero getting their powers, learning how to deal with it with yeah. like adolescence and all that stuff, which is quite compelling. And it's one of the reasons why Marvel and characters like these, like Ms. Marvel, and like it's actually a really good parallel, Ms. Marvel and Spider-Man. When Spider-Man dropped, you know, in a, in comics, it was like, whoa, like. I am a teenager also like I yeah. like this dude's just like a teenager with superpowers. That's like, yep. exactly what Ms. Marvel did when they when when Kamala Khan's like character dropped. Yep. But that, that was like, their big push was Kamala Khan, uh Riri Williams, uh Miles Morales. Yeah. Like, it, was it was all a wave of like younger, more diverse characters. Yeah, that like that like new readers and stuff can like really attach themselves to yep. because they're growing up with them also. And, exactly. And that's why this show will like get an audience and work because you know, you'll have people who like the character and want to check it out. And then you'll have uh, families who like, who want to show their kids this character, like kids who want yeah. to watch this and be like, you know, like, Oh man, like what if me and my friends had fucking superpowers, you yeah. know? And I think like, that's the fucking thing. That's why comics are such a beautiful thing. That's why comic book movies are such a beautiful thing, yeah. man. Like it's, it's all that imagination that it brings yeah. out, you know? I think it's also like, and this definitely ties back to that initiative of bringing in like younger, more accessible heroes in like the early tens. Mm-hmm. 
was it was a great strategic move on Marvel's part for gaining a younger audience again. Well, keeping their Be- legacy going. Yeah. Exactly. You have you're sort of like getting younger people like in a new world and a whole new kind of like community that we're living in nowadays mm-hmm. in tune with this vast fucking history of comics at this point. Yeah. There has to be a jumping in point. I think the MCU is starting to hit that point. How much do you expect people to start over again? You know, like you might have yeah. to get people in now and just running with where the universe is going. Well, it's tr- it, that's the truth. I mean, it, it's because I mean the different mediums reflect different types of attention that people want to put on them. Yeah. Right? Like uh, with with movies and, and live action entertainment, it's it's hard to con- like convince somebody to like start over again. That's why I you know it's it's a hard pressed thing to have Chadwick Boseman. Uh, Chadwick Boseman's T'Challa replaced with somebody else. Yeah, you know it's because people people have attached themselves to the actor in that role, yeah. and they don't want to see that change. But in reality, like the you know, it's a character that can be filled by anybody. It's gonna be Mbaku. I mean, I I just think I I am of <laughs> the disposition that they needed that they should recast T'Challa. Uh, really, I, I just think that I think that's the truth. I, yeah. like Chadwick Boseman, great, great, did a great job with that role. But I don't think they should let that prominent of a role go to waste. I, I, I can understand that. And that's just it. Like Black Panther is one thing. That mantle could get passed all around. Yeah. But, T'Challa. but T'Challa has a linchpin in the Marvel universe. Like yeah. as a as a person, character, act, you know, whatever. Yep. Like so Fair enough. You know. Um I but, can understand both sides of that argument. Continuing with Ms. But Marvel. Ms. Marvel, yeah. Like that the 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 obvious big beef is that like you know, like She's a Green Lantern. <laughs> basically. So, you know, they completely switch up her powers from being like Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, basically you know, to having some sort of like cosmic esque, like energy, like power imagination um, projection, which like, you know, you see some like throwback throw, you know, you see some like a uh, giant fist and everything, yeah, giant fist and stuff in the trailer, but the imagery is supposed to be similar. Like they're definitely like, I think that they were expecting to get shit for it, for the change. Well, they, they know they have to, it's yeah. just, it's just it's it's interesting. I think that they were, I th- I don't know. I mean I don't know what could have driven this change, but because it seems like a really weird thing to change about this character. Yeah. Um, because you've never seen this character anyway, so it's like why not just make her stretchy? Uh, but I think, <laughs> you know, I don't think there's any precedent for it because they haven't introduced their most famous stretchy character yet. But I think that it, has to do with it, though. I do think it has to do with it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is like I think that because Mr. Fantastic and the Fantastic Four aren't like in they're the on the horizon though. They didn't want to like take away the the amazing spectacle of like watching him transform. Yeah. You know? Um but at the same time there's got to be some play with her with her power change, right? Like I've seen speculation maybe it's like something like the quantum bands. Maybe it has something to do well, like with Quasar. You maybe it has yeah. Uh well, the quantum bands yeah. Is, is Quasar, that Quasar? Quasar's the character. I didn't, quantum, I didn't the know quantum the, bands are like the thing that give him power. I'd heard the I'd heard um, the Quasar like the Quasar wristbands. I didn't know that and, that was the name. But the, the uh but like I've also heard rumors that like, you know, what if it's like um somehow related to uh the 10 rings? You know that technology that would that would actually make quite a bit of sense. It would be, yeah. I mean, like they set precedent for it, right? Like in 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 Shang Chi, it's like they don't know where these where these could powerful t- fucking rings came from. Like, what else could they like d- it be could discovered be from the same like vein? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they they could, I would believe it even if they were just like this is another crazy unknown you know, like thing that we had, humans never experienced before. Like, yeah. what the fuck is it? Like, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> you know, and I think another thing is, uh, I think it would be. 
like I think it has something to do definitely with not sort of stepping on the toes of Mr. Fantastic's abilities once he comes around mm-hmm. in like a few years, really. Um, and then it has something to do with, I, I, I think it has something to do with sort of making it closer in line to like the Captain Marvel powers. Yeah. Well that and, was, yeah. Like definitely. I mean like, yeah, the Ambigan, and she's also an Inhuman, which I, I genuinely... They're not going to be playing... They're not making her an Inhuman. Yeah, they're not... That's the thing. Like the, the, You can tell right now that they're nixing the Inhuman element. Yeah, I don't think... I would be... I think we'd be... It'd be a stretch for a while to even use the term Inhuman in the MCU. Which is a shame, man. I think they just need to re... They just need, need to, to go in a different direction with yeah. it. Forget, like you know that the inhumans project failed like that yeah i mean it's not like they have other failures in their closet or that they don't have other failures in their closet they do they do um it's just you just move on yeah you just Uh, move on and sort of like roll with it as best you can i do think but it's putting it more in it's putting her power set more in line with captain marvel and uh monica rambo monica rambo's powers well and that like exactly it's you know Obviously, we're getting a Captain Marvel two yeah, that Marvels will, that will feature yeah the Mar- like all three of them, um, and you're right like there's got to be a reason why Carol Danvers comes and connects with Kamala Khan's character Which, right that and was... that's gonna be the end like for some reason it's gonna be probably be like the shocker at the end of the series where it's like yeah. where it's like somehow she's been signaled that there's these powerful things happening well I do think with this energy that's close to her well I do think it has something uh, you're actually your your point about the ten rings really just clicked for me that's probably it because we saw Captain Marvel like consulting with mm-hmm. Bruce Banner about the origin of the rings yeah what this m- might very well have something to do with it I agree. I mean, I mean, I'm so I'm so uh, back like in on Annihilus. I, I mean, it's all Annihilus. Oh, that's no, it's Mephisto, man. We all it's know Mephisto. that. No. I kept seeing memes that there was like the the asshole like other teenage girl who had the devil horns. Somebody oh, went. No. It was the meme from uh, oh, no. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the screen. Who Mephisto? Oh no. I I mean, either way, like I said, imagine like, if I, this, that was it. By this, the way, that would be fucking absurd. <laughs> that's how they bring Mephisto in. Now that I mean, it's it'll be a it'll be a, a like a fun show, I'm sure. Like I think yeah. we'll, you'll you'll get some you'll get some like the you know another draw, and this is why as like a fan of the the Marvel fran the MCU franchise, it, it, you know there's a draw to for me to like watch because you know that they're gonna plug in some connectivity yeah to other things, and that's like like if you're following along with these movies, that's hella important and something that as a fan you like you crave is like yeah that they put in those little like hidden connections yeah. and stuff. It's, what's, it, it's what makes it fun. I also think I will watch it because I, despite the failures of Marvel at some points, mm-hmm. have an expectation of quality that they've relatively consistently met. You know? Oh, yeah. It's like, if there's some like weird interconnection in fucking... We always bag on it, but in Morbius... I'm just gonna so find funny. out what it is on like YouTube, you know? I'm, yeah, I'm like, there's no way that I'm I'm watching that movie. If Andrew Garfield's in, Spider-Man like, is in Morbius, I will find out not by watching it opening night. No, but I will probably me and Kate will probably sit down and watch every episode of Miss Marvel as it's released, just yeah. to see, you know? Yeah, just yeah, oh, Morbius. Um, well, uh, you know. As always, there's always like MCU stuff to that that's kind of worth paying attention to. But yeah, uh, that being said, like we got like steering away from MCU, there was obviously the big drop in the in, in recently. Yes, from the most direct con- uh, 
co- uh, competition, I'd say. Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> and obviously, you know what that is. You've yes, seen it. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, the Batman. Yeah. You have not had a chance to see it. Once again, life has been crazy, y'all. Uh, uh, fucking bully, like, some cinema chain into giving us early tickets, and we will watch them. Yeah, exactly. Opening night. But right now... Where's, we our got press, jobs. where's our press passes? Man? We got we got lives. <laughs> we gotta do we gotta do our own shit. Jared hasn't has had a chance to make it yet, so I will refrain from spoilers. This is not an Eternals situation where the movie was mediocre enough that I'm cool dropping some spoilers and with Jared right away. Yeah, the Batman is fucking fantastic, and I don't want to ruin it for you. <laughs> like Paul Dano fucking kills in the role. Everyone is literally probably yes. There's some, and I genuinely think if I run into him, I will be scared. The uh, Zoe Kravitz steals every scene she's in. Uh, Penguin kills. He's awesome. He's so good. Nice. Um, Robert Pattinson is awesome as well. Just completely exemplifies the role. The role. I think um, one of the best things they did was they completely dropped the billionaire playboy aspect. Hmm. And he's just like, they sell that he is completely uncomfortable as Bruce Banner. Bruce and, Wayne. Or, Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if you could hear that, listeners. That was me headbutting the microphone for yeah, that fuck up. Man, as Bruce Wayne. Um, and because And you see through the movie, he spends so little time as Bruce Wayne. It's just 90% of the time. He is, he's Batman. Interesting. And um, Alfred, uh, great. It's like across the board, excellent performances. The movie is beautifully shot. There's minimal sequel baiting. <laughs> There's only one thing, and I will not spoil it, that makes me be like, yeah, they want they want a sequel, but nothing's been greenlit yet. Yeah. Other than a Penguin series. Well, yeah, they got those spinoff series. The Gotham PD's on hold, though. Bummer. Yeah. And then they, like, yeah, they, I mean. But Penguin the, is happening. Obviously, like, the big tease is uh, that guy as Joker, and there's some sort of scene that. Okay, so that you're, you're aware of that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's some sort of scene that alludes to it's him maybe, and the Riddler maybe pairing up or something It's like maybe that. a minute and a half. It's very brief. You don't even get to see the, the Joker, essentially. You, you yeah. see, like, him silhouetted. Yeah, it would have been such a it, w- it would have been a bad move to sh- like to put like yeah. a full makeup full cut co- like kind of like. Well, it seems know. like they're going a very different way with it. Interesting. Well. The silhouette you it sort of looks like he's like deformed, like he has like a facial like deformation, uh-huh. like in. And I saw some interviews with the director Matt Reeves talking oh, about. God, they're smart. They're yeah, scars. it looks like he's going for like a proto Joker type thing, where this guy he's not quite there yet. Sort of like what they did in Gotham. Okay. They're really milk in the this is early batman yeah but um like i think i think it's fantastic it's a visual spectacle the score is incredible michael giacchino just is going to win all the awards for this one the guy's a machine everything he writes and and composes is incredible but yeah i think uh listeners were there were there any talking apes in this movie no disappointingly so dude Dude, oh i forgot in peacemaker there's the one episode with the talking ape and I was like, Gorilla Grodd, <laughs> this is how they do it. And they kill him with the chainsaw. Yeah. No, but the Batman is fucking incredible. And uh, I would recommend anyone go watch it. The only detractor is that it is a bit long. And yeah, that, at some points you do feel that length. That's what I heard also. Kate likened it 
to binge watching a Netflix series where you're never really bored. Like you're engaged the whole time. It's mm. good. You're enjoying yourself. You're having a great time like going through this with the characters. Yeah. But you leave it and you're just tired. You know? Whoa. You're just fucking exhausted yeah. by the end of it. And I completely agree. But that's, I mean, that's the ride, man. Like exactly. That's, that's a, a kind of an interesting feeling to get off of a movie, though, yeah. if you ask me. It's like, whoa, in dude, the same what way, happened? The, like, you know, in the same way, almost, I would liken the, the feeling of the length to Endgame. Hmm. It's right around that same length. Endgame was just over three hours. The Batman is, like, just below, I think. The Batman, and, uh, uh, no, it's like, the Batman hits, like, a three-hour mark. Really? Yeah, that okay. was, like, one of the big deals about it. I it think like, that, yeah, I think they're so. They're like, it's, like, three hours. It's so like, like, three hours and two minutes or something. Yeah, it's, like, it's like right yeah. right there. You know? Um, But they, uh, and considering there's not a post-credit scene, it's, like, you actually have three hours, of, just under three hours of movie, probably. But the, um, like, it, I liken it to Endgame almost in terms of length, because I was never bored watching Endgame. No, it was three hours, but it validated that length through being good. <laughs> and yeah. the Batman also does that. It is solid all the way through and you're able to enjoy yourself all the way through. So you never feel like falling asleep. You know, this disgusting dog. <laughs> but he's giving his opinions. I think the Batman is great. I snuck out and watched it. Yeah, he did. He used my credit. Oh, there we go. Buddy. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Bowie has a credit card. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I do. I genuinely can't wait to watch it. I mean, obviously, it's one of those things like, you you know, it's going to be a winner. Yeah. Um, and you knew it was before it released. Everything's validated. I, it. I think then. it was. Um, I, I rarely have I seen a movie that looked so good from the get go and delivered completely. Yeah, that's that's kind of the thing, and that that is one of the things that, you know, Warner Brothers and and you know these uh, DC prop like property movies. Like they really need more wins like that, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they do. They really do because they've had such a bad history, as you've heard extensively on this podcast, of like promising great things and then just either like canceling projects yeah. or just like following through with bullshit. Speaking, and like, of, <laughs> speaking of broken promises, they released that huge, fucking heavily edited, triumphant, like twenty twenty two is DC. Yeah. Thing, and then like a month later, delayed. Two of the th- f- four movies Isn't out of twenty Flash and Black Adam? Flash and Aquaman are oh, 23, Aquaman, and Black Adam is like October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they push it back. It's like, no, yeah. guys, you need to make those decisions before you make the big promo. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Uh, either way, I mean, like they, they look like they have some genuinely interesting things coming up. And yeah. I think, you know, if they... You know, the success here with the Batman, I mean, it hit, uh, what I was reading today is that it, it surpassed like half a billion dollars. On I'm its, not surprised. On its fucking first weekend or some it's shit It's definitely like not as accessible as like some of the other DC films. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to crack a billion just because of the film itself and like yeah. how it's produced. Yeah. But I think it is great nonetheless. Hell and yeah. it's, it's not, it's not like flopping either. So it's. It's not going to be oh, no. like a huge box office moneymaker, but it's going to be an immensely successful movie that hopefully validates like a trilogy or something. That'd be, I'd yeah. watch three of them, you know? Yeah. I mean, you definitely know that the people are going to want more from it. It's, oh, yeah. it's going to be, I think what you're, what you're going to find with, you know, Matt Reeves and like perhaps the prop, like this, you know, burgeoning branch of Batman yeah. legacy or whatever. Yeah. Uh, is that like he'll probably go in the way of Christopher Nolan, you yeah. know, where I imagine he'll he'll do like a specific like 
one, two, maybe three. Yeah. And like, he's not going to push it past that for himself. Cause he all, Matt Reeves is a good storyteller and he knows when, like when to, you know, stop. I think, you know, I, you know what got me super excited, man. What? One of the few, I saw this afterwards in like a breakdown video. One of the very few illusions toward other characters or not illusions, but, uh, one of the, well, the, like, like, like a little nod or little something. little nod to a character existing in the universe is Hush. That's cool. And I was like, yes! I mean, it'd be smart. Like, that's one of the modern, more modern uh, antagonists that they brought in. That they could definitely use if they're going, it is truly, they were not bullshitting. It is more of a detective story than an action film. Yeah. A very ideal character for something like that. Hell yeah. Because Hush ain't a brawler. He's just a smart guy who looks yeah. like Bruce Wayne. It'll be yeah, that'd be interesting. I'd I'd be I'd be foreseeing like that eventually on the screen. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And the animated film from a few years ago is pretty good. Hell so. yeah. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, I do have something to plug though. What do you got? The what new podcast we... under Ooh. the Old Heart Radio umbrella. Oh. Amateurs Note, hosted by Lucas and Kate. Lucas. You've heard you've heard Kate's name many times on this show, listeners. Whether that is in me referencing our heated debates about Harry Potter or her general thoughts on a film that I liked and she didn't. So we decided to make our own podcast. Much like the early conversations that me and Jared had working in a cafe, probably annoying customers with geeky shit that led us to recording this podcast. Me and Kate have always enjoyed talking about media and movies and TV. So we said, fuck it. We're going to do our own podcast and it's going to be slightly different than matinee editions that we don't step on each other's feet. (laughs) So we're just going to be mainly focusing on like one specific episode, like subject per episode after this first one. And I really hope you guys listen. The first episode is going to be out in the next few days or so. I'm going to send it off to Jared. Maybe we'll get it out with this one and we will hopefully get, uh, get you listening to it. Amateurs note. Hell yeah, man. Uh, it sounds like, you know, we'll be plugging into the rotation soon. So it'll yeah. be, you know, one of the ones to just start like looking for on fucking Spotify and iTunes with the rest of them. You know, yep. you'll see them, see uh, amateurs notes right in the oh, right yeah. in the rotation. That's actually, that'll be actually really cool because that's something I get really excited about with uh, Old Heart is, as always, adding more t- to the fucking regiment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's cool to have like, you know, three weeklies. It'd be great to have like a fourth, even like a, even once, twice, when, however many times a month, you know, yeah. I think it just gives us all, it gives a, a wider diversity to, uh, you know, oh, yeah. any sort of hot dog out there that was willing to become a corn dog. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, there's so many different kinds of hot dogs. There are. Everybody has a different taste. <laughs> I like to think that we're maybe, the the cocktail wiener here at Matinee Edition. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, fucking picking a blanket is Ooh. what the uh, is what uh, under like, further I, review. I is. do like pigs in a blanket, you know. Yeah, there you go. But I mean, it's hard to tell what kind of what kind of Franks we all are. <laughs> but, but all I know is uh, it's it's just it's it's just fun to like you know get get new people on and get you know different voices on and it's like, always a good time you know what i mean so kate can join the very limited crowd of women that have contributed to Matt, uh, the old heart radio i'm saying man where my ovaries at where my, <laughs> we need oh. we, we're always looking for fucking contributors so that, that, that being said no nah, i'm gonna leave it in that being said <laughs> uh i really just think you know like it's a great example of like 
If you want, if you want to hop on something, you want to be, you want to do a playlist on UFR. You want to fucking hit us up. Yeah, get a, like Start talk about a, a movie. You want to jump on a fucking episode of a, uh, you know, anything really. We're not necessarily opposed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're always down to hear from people. Give us your ideas for shows. If you want to pitch something to us, feel free. We'll judge you. Yeah. And uh, maybe we'll like it. Good day. Leave it there. <laughs>